You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Wednesday episode of the Weekly Review, the midweek radio show in which two responsible adults eschew the dire sides of life by spending many waking hours scanning the pop-cultural landscape in search of landmines that divert attention from everyday woes. Like a brunette Princess Diana, we have our landmine expert ambassador of hope and goodwill, Her Majesty Marvai Verdu, had her sharp eye focusing on the Oscars and, more importantly, the after-party. We may try to talk about about anything else, but we really, 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 really want to talk about what everyone has been talking about since Sunday night. The glamour, the glitz, the slap. Let there be no end. This is the weekly review post-Oscars, two days later when there's nothing new to be said, special. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo. Situation is Let's cure it cause we're running out of time. Classic Bell Biv Devo with Poison. Great on you, Ben. I was talking about uh, Belle Vivo and Poison with a friend uh, over the, the, the weekend and she showed me this incredible sketch, I think from an HBO show, in which basically they use Belle Vivo Poison, they're at a barbecue and any time like an awkward uh, argument, uh, awkward subject comes up, they stick on the, the, the opening to Poison, everyone starts dancing. And it's just like the perfect way of getting out of it, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is good. That is good. Well, if only they would have done that on Sunday night to oh. ease the tensions. Everybody has been talking about it. Mar saw it live and direct <laughs> from Abachador's Dieu. Mar, <laughs> yep, you um, did an Oscar special in Tardeo. You were part of the roundtable. Yes. How was that experience? Uh, I really had a lot of fun and it, it, it flew by. And it's especially like remarkable because it was from like... 12 at night, uh, at midnight uh, to 6 in the morning. So to say it flew by, it really is like something wow. special because it was uh, six hours, but also it, like at, at an hour that we all would be sleeping. Yes, if yes. It hadn't happened. On a Sunday of all nights, you know. The, On a Sunday, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's, that's how that's we do it. The here. power of the Oscars. When yeah. you tune in, you tune in. So, uh, first of all, did anything else happen in the Oscars, like apart from the slap? No, uh, like <laughs> basically nothing else happened because when when we said like accordingly, yeah, we will talk about the Oscars. We all knew we were going to talk about the Oscars, meaning the slap, because nothing else really happened. Like like the Beyonce performance in Compton, that was, that was wonderful. Even that yeah. got like outshadowed of of the the spotlight it would have if it hadn't happened the slap. But everything is related to the slab like you go online and and all the media are talking about the slab nothing else there's, there's not an article about oh Beyonce's performance or maybe there is but it's very like at the last bottom yeah. of the, the list what about yeah. Megan the can uh, the stallion and uh Encanto that didn't that not get yeah. people talking that nobody's was talking even Billie talking. Eilish who usually gets the internet talking because I don't know it's easy to 
No. No. And obviously she was super correct. It was just too correct. It was also yep. bland, not bland in a good way. Like yeah, 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 there, yeah. there was no edge. But that the Oscars are never edgy unless something out of script happens. No and yeah. stuff. Hang on a second. Just a little quick thing about the Beyonce performance. When it was it was in Compton in a tennis court. I don't think it was the same tennis court where they shot King Richard's scenes where the the, the Williams sisters trained. But um, it, it was it was iconic because the the performance started with the the melody of ain't nothing but a dr dre's ain't nothing but a g thing which yeah. is like an, a compton hymn and and the the beautiful color that that tennis ball lime green oh, color so and she looked so beautiful i mean beyond the thing is with beyonce is she has normalized excellence on mm. such a level like all her performances even you know the the homecoming show at coachella She's raised the bar so high that it's a shame that people aren't like, oh yeah, yeah, this is just like normal. It's like motherfuckers, you know. You do. You at least you don't. You don't divert your attention. You do look at the whole performance and think, wow. But it's a shame that she's just normalized it. It's like, yeah, it's it's not like it's almost not spectacular. I like in the a bit way. where she arrives uh, with a horse as well. That was really good. But it wasn't her on the horse. No, no. But yeah, oh, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why well, I didn't understand the metaphor of the just, horse. Is there a metaphor? Or is it not just horses are pretty cool? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that was what I saw. It's like it's a triumphant way to arrive. You know. And and Ivy Ivy Blue performed with her mother. I didn't realize that until afterwards. Me neither. Like Ivy and I Blue was there watching it. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's so many things. Anyway, sorry. So Beyonce, the greatest of all time. Isn't it funny? Every time Beyonce has like a moment, or she's like, there's like, <laughs> people get up on stage and do things that <laughs> divert the attention, like the famous Kanye incident. Maybe anyway. they can't handle it. Maybe they just yeah. know Beyonce is just far too cool, and they're like, oh god, someone's taking the attention away from me. I gotta go and do something. And so maybe crazy, um, like a slug. And yeah, if we were talking about the Oscars, I feel like we have to talk about this lab. But I, I wanna get like over it already. Everybody's talked about it, but it, I at the same time I feel like we have to address it at some level. So for people who are living under a rock, because <laughs> there's no other way you haven't heard about it, Will Smith slapped comedian Chris Rock live at the 94th Academy Awards. And as Chris Rock said live at, at the show, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me because he did. Um, and as a response to a joke um, Chris Rock made about ja Jada Pinkett yeah, um, bald look, and yeah. it clearly didn't sit well with her. So he, he um, Will. as Will Smith, after laughing at the joke, seeing Jada wasn't laughing, he um, stood up and just slapped Chris Rock um, live on live TV. And the thing to me, the most important thing now is, was it real? Was it fake? Because while I was at, at Abaixados um, doing the Tardeo live, uh, live um, commenting the Oscars, the, the thing that happened is we lost connection at that time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. And, and, once, and we were like, it was a, a, a part of the night where we will all already like um, the people attending were talking and stuff um, and then suddenly you could feel everybody shifted like we were on, a, on our phones and stuff and tweets about the, the slap started coming and we were like what happened what happened and then we got connection back and it was um, um, broadcasted through Movistar so yeah. there were like presenters talking in Spanish and they were talking about the, the, the slap and we were like, what? What happened? And they put back um, images. And to me, 
that was the first time I saw it, and I, and I was like, that that's totally staged. Like there, there's no, yeah. it didn't even cross my mind. It's it true because it's like first of all, those, yeah. Chris Rock and Will Smith were friends. Like they play basketball together. They've done loads of collaborations. Yep, Chris Rock appeared on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air playing two roles. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode like from back. You know, Chris Rock played a a male character and a and a and a and a and a, and a female character in drag. I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, yeah, they're friends, and even if there were, and they they were just acquaintances, it looked like nothing really serious happened. Like, it looked like Will was acting or something, and and the other one was acting too. And I have seen way too many seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians to know scripted reality when I see one. <laughs> and to me, that was clearly like a, a case of um, a, a beat that they were doing and stuff. And especially in my head, it was like, oh, it makes sense because this year they deleted like um, a few awards that were airing on normally, and because the technical awards, yeah, 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 because um, they they wanted more audience, so they they decided to get rid of these awards and and have more viral moments, like whatever that means, mm. to um, catch younger audience. So I was like, oh, that's. A weird way, but a clever way to to make a viral moment. Like, what's more viral than two Will celebrities Smith, yeah. slapping each other on live TV? Like that that really is the definition of viral, even though it's like questionable, but it is viral. Mm. So it was like, oh, that's staged. And and then the next day uh, after the the live event and stuff, and I got the time to see it on Twitter and on on YouTube and the uncensored version because apparently in in. Japan. Uh, in, in all the countries, they got a uh, censored version. Yeah. But in Japan and Australia, they got the, the real one. Oh. And I've seen it on, on YouTube. And it got me thinking otherwise. Like, now I'm pretty sure it actually was real. Because if you see this this version, like, there's, like, a bit of, like, quietness. There's nothing going on. But you can hear, even though the microphones are off, you can hear Will Smith, like, shouting... Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, yeah. like twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Chris Rock is just standing there doing absolutely nothing. Like you can feel the the tension, the awkwardness, and he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah." Like doing, uh, you can feel like the awkwardness and and the tension, and and he really looks like he doesn't know what to do. Like, oh, this is not planned at all. I don't know what my paper as a presenter now is. Um, what should I do? And I, I read a, in an article, and to me that's the final proof, that the best proof that this is um, real is that Chris Rock is not a very good actor. So if it hadn't been, um, if it hadn't been real, there was no way he could have managed to make it look so real. Okay, okay, I gotta step in here. Chris Rock is one of the most wooden actors. He's he's not natural. It's not his gift. Like he's one of the funniest comedians ever. But as an actor, he didn't cut it. Although he was really good in the last season of Fargo playing a crime boss in the 1940s or 1920s. It was like surprisingly good. It's like, wow, Chris Rock took acting lessons or something. I don't know what he did. And also, speaking of slapping, one of Chris Rock's most iconic movies is a is a cult comedy gem called Pootie Tang in which <laughs> there's this kind of cape, uh, like vigilante guy uh, who slaps people with a belt that his father, <laughs> played by Chris Rock, gave to him. And it's like one of the best stupid comedies ever it's like it's it's like a stoner comedy or whatever the kind of one you want to watch on a sunday when you've got the munchies uh um so yeah shout out to chris rock's acting skills <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out the, the non-existent acting. <laughs> but i thought that i uh, i 
this was all to me. But yesterday or well, no, actually this morning, um, I saw a tweet that made this story even more interesting. If that wasn't viral enough, like mm. ooh, violence, yay! Um, <laughs> which said that actually. Um, it is maybe something related to Scientology, like the what? cult um, celebrities are in. Because apparently there's like a thing in Scientology in which you assert your... Um, like there's literally like a course, like you take courses in Scientology. And one of them is like asserting your position of, of being above another, like yeah. dominance. Yeah. And, and one of the ways to do it is um, through slapping. And <gasps> so... Will like was a slap, asserting, like a therapeutical slap. Yeah, Will was asserting himself as higher than Chris Rock to the other celebrities who are into Scientology. Like, look, I'm do. This is the only way I, I can do to assert myself as the the superior um, person here because that's how we do it in Scientology. And apparently, it's not the only way to do it because um, famously Scientologist um, Tom Cruise yes. also uses this tactic, but he uses. Um, uh, in a way of instead of slapping, um, he uses screaming, and that's why it's known that he's very <sighs> rude to to people on cruise and and films. Well, remember and when the people were not wearing a mask when he was shooting? I think they still haven't even finished mission, the latest Mission Impossible, the the rant, the Tom Cruise rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He screams the hell out of. That's yeah. the Scientology thing <gasps> oh. to assert himself. Um, like there's the like authoritative... specific um course related to. The ways to assert yourself as a superior to someone who's putting you down or who's making you like look mm, some like inferior when you're not is through slaps, like specifically slaps. It's not like punching; it's it's a slap, yeah. or through like screaming or or I don't know. I but they're, to... they're not like confirmed as Scientologists. They are. They? they are Tom Cruise's best friend, like the fr the, the Smiths. They, they 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 that's been known. They are very close. Uh, Will Smith and Tom Cruise and Jada Pinkett, you know, the whole... But that doesn't mean that Will Smith or Jada are confirmed yeah, Scientologists. Yeah, it's not confirmed, but once you read it under the sense that they might probably be, it makes sense, because otherwise it's like, why would Will Smith, like, do that in... in it doesn't really make sense, like, he could have just not said anything or or... I don't know, but a slap yeah. is like a very weird thing. To it's very out of character yeah. for Will Smith because Will Smith is Will Smith on screen, but he's also Will Smith off screen, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Will Smith is always turned it's on. Like a persona. He's, in, in, yeah. he's like a persona. And this is what hurt me the most because I'm a big, I've been a Will Smith fan since, you know, since birth. <laughs> and, and to see a guy who's consistently over the decades always been the best version of this Will Smith, like always super happy, always a vibe uh, promoter. Like every time he does press conferences, I remember uh, we went to a press junket when he was promoting the second Bad Boys film in Madrid years ago. And... People, oh yeah, people ask the typical questions. How was it making the film? Whatever. But he turned it into the Will Smith show. Like all of a sudden, he's like, oh, speaking in Spanish, you know, being super charming and getting all, all the female journalists. Like all of a sudden, he broke the, the wall of like, who wants to come? ¿Quién quiere un beso de Will Smith? Something like that. And all these like serious female journalists, all of a sudden, they put down their books and they ran like Beatles fans to get their kiss on the cheek from Will Smith. Like the power this guy has. But don't you think, though, that might be the thing that basically I think you can only do that for a certain amount of time and then you just can't do your life like that and Will Smith has had a pretty hard couple of years right how 
What, well, because of his wife's well, open relationship? or Yeah, I mean, I was watching the video of, I think it's called The Red Table, isn't it? The yeah. Red mm-hmm. Table the other day. Yeah. Talk show. And, like, he, he, for me, the look on his face is like, okay, so not only am I finding this out, I'm also doing it on, like, a podcast on a video that, that everyone can see. Yeah. And it's just like, it's almost like, is that my life now? Is that how it has to be? Like, poor, poor guy. But you, you know? know how being like, a celebrity, being on brand, no? Being on brand, it's not that hard for them, especially when you've got so many millions coming in from being on brand all the time. Like, Will Smith just, he doesn't even have to make rap albums anymore. Those, you know, he, he just makes movies that make a lot of money. He's a, also an executive producer now in most of his films. And as long as he keeps, he kept that illusion it worked. But he's a person, you know. Ah, I know he's Will yeah, Smith yeah. and like, you know, but he's a, he's a person, he's got feelings. He's an A-list. He, this, okay, so this is a thing. Being an A-list Hollywood star, it's a, it's a different race. I mean, it's not mm. even, you know, you've got Jeff Bezos or all these kind of tycoons. It's like, nah, it doesn't matter. Being an A-list Hollywood star like Leonardo DiCaprio, like Sandra Bullock, like Nicole Kidman. Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock is A-list. Now, yeah, yes. Because first of all, yeah. she produ- she's successful in all most of the films she produces. Most of the films she does do really well at the box office. Okay, I'm I, not I, talking I, about the critical, cool right. actors like Daniel Day Lewis or Francis McDormand. I'm talking about that kind of a list that you go to some desert in the middle of Sudan and you show a picture of Sandra Bullock to a kid and he's like, "Oh yes, Sandra Bullock." You know, <laughs> whereas if you show him Francis McDormand, they're like, "Who?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Anyway, so. This is what broke my heart. Like, Will, what are you doing with, you know, you're breaking this ideal that a lot of us have been looking forward to. It's unreal. You can't be this perfect all the time. There's no such thing. But at least it's an ideal, like Batman, you know. You're this ideal. You represent this version of, the best version of, of what a human can be. Someone who spreads joy, positivity, entertains, makes movies that you actually want to watch and you don't sleep through. Yeah? But this was why his Drive speech, my car. His speech afterwards... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Polite. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Drive my car fans. No, yeah. no, no. It's, a good, it's a good film. But this is why his speech when when he won won the award was was so sort of weird, wasn't it? Because he was like trying to balance like Richard Williams had always who'd always said, you know, basically, you know, we don't use violence. We just kind of don't Even respond. And he was like trying Williams. to justify that. And I, I felt really bad for him because he was like he's he bawling his eyes out. Yeah. And it kind of wasn't quite coherent, if you see to what me, I mean. It was so weird. Like I didn't believe at all I was like how can you win best actor and I'm not believing these tears at all like this seems so off putting to me like I think he was cracking I think no no I think I think he was cracking as in you know when you're when you're going when you're losing it and too many things and I think they were tears of just madness I think plus it was quite an it was a little bit incoherent he was trying to link the whole the thing about King Richard and oh yeah I'm turning into the father the overprotective father of the family and it's like for for some reason I thought oh this is cynical Hollywood like he's just trying to promote King Richard because he got paid 40 million for his role even though he's a producer in the movie because Warner Brothers decided to sell uh, uh, last minute they decided to turn on their deal and uh, premiere the movie on on the streaming platform at the same time as the cinema that meant that the actors who have points that means their percentages apart from the salaries they get paid in hollywood it's very common for actors to get a small percentage to make up for not getting paid as much no and so you know it's a way of financing a movie and uh that that percentage only comes from the box office so all these actors 
lost a lot of money because the the film was also being on HBO where they don't get royalties or points from that. So Will Smith handsomely or generously paid them out of his own pocket, paid the cast members as a producer. He's like, look, I'm going to give you a bonus check because this has happened. So, blah, blah, long story short, the movie is not making the money that it has to make, right? Or whatever, mm-hmm. the, as producers, the money they expected to make as on the business side, it's not happening. So that's what the Oscars are good for, like bumping up, uh, making people go back to the cinema or whatever, you know, getting people who haven't seen it yet to go see it in the cinema, pay for it, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, oh, this is a publicity stunt. This is Will Smith being an ace publicity manager, you know, like making sure that the conversation is about King Richard and and the the, the story of an overbearing father and stuff. But uh, no, it, I think it's like we're seeing the what Denzel said, the devil appearing at his highest moment. Sorry, Mar, continue. Yeah, the, to me, the it this this Oscar ceremony very much gave chaos in a level that only happened when La La Land one for a minute or like 30 seconds best movie then to be taken back to for moonlight because yeah. they made a mistake like this level of chaos hadn't happened in years and 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 that ceremony didn't anything else happen like it was the only thing people remember like the chaos of la 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 and then oh no moonlight and this um the year it will be remembered as the the year of the slab like no, nothing else was relevant nothing else was interesting the conclusion here is um what they're looking for is the oscars are only entertaining and will only have viral moments when they're unscripted oh, and chaos occurs and when you invite a lot of <laughs> black people. <laughs> I want to. Okay, this is. This, you can only say that because that could be very racist. <laughs> no, no, because there's a lot of there's this thing about saying Oscars so white were so boring. You know, mm-hmm. when you bring diversity into it, it gets exciting. And I've seen a lot of people on Instagram is like, this didn't happen when Cary Grant and blah blah blah. It's like, look, shut your mouth. Uh, and but I, I, the reason I say this is because I wish I would follow black Twitter because I imagine black Twitter that night must have been the funniest Twitter ever because for for you have to understand Denzel Washington Will Smith uh, uh, Chris Rock these are ro- this is royalty for black people all over the world right we don't have many reference points you know the the, the, the actual black royal people that you do have in African countries or whatever they're actually evil dictators and whatever but the closest thing we have to aspirable uh, royal figures are these Hollywood celebrities right and maybe Michael Jordan the other ones deceived us in the past Michael Jackson ah too dark Bill Cosby motherfucker you know we have all these people that we used to look up to and the good ones they got shot Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, damn it, god damn it. You know, so all we have now still to hold, what we had was Will Smith and to have Denzel, who is like King Joffa and Will Smith, who is Prince Hakeem and Chris Rock, who is mm, Chris Rock, <laughs> you know, it, to, just to have that moment of seeing Denzel like acting as big brother to Will or or, fa- or being the, the big brother figure, like consoling him, that was like worth the slap, okay? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and it could have only like if 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 Eddie Murphy would have been at that ceremony and he would have done what he usually does, which is always bring the community back together. If he would have managed to get Will and Chris Rock to hug it out afterwards, there would have been a love parade on in every city in the world from Kinshasa to Bedford site. The 
n even the biggest, happiest gay parade would have paled in comparison to the tears of joy black people would have had if Eddie Murphy would have been there to bring these two people together after that embarrassing moment. It's like, because that's, it's, it's, it's just a thing. I don't know. Um, as, as, as Eddie Murphy's late brother, Charlie, would have said, the whole thing was mad niggerish, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. Um, it was really funny. In my head, if this would have happened. Uh, I, one thing I thought was really interesting was um, the, the, there's this whole like uh, tradition at the moment in, in, in the US particularly or in award shows where you have this roast, basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like it used to be, you know, a few years ago, you, you'd go and do the Oscars and your opening speech would be like, well, you've all made some very good films. Well done. And now it seems to have totally changed, you know, like the whole Ricky Gervais kind of thing. Basically, what you're meant to do is you're meant to go up there and you're meant to like absolutely just lay into them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a weird cultural thing, I think, in a way. And actually, I think maybe, maybe we're getting to the point where it, it's no longer good. And I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Like I'm, I remember I once went to an award ceremony. Um, and there it was. It was when Amy Winehouse was was alive, and and it was a musical award ceremony. She she was kind of alive. She was there. The, uh, the... She performed, yeah. <gasps> and uh, but the 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 presenter, who oh what's his face, awful person. Um, anyway, I can't remember. Like British comedian, big on conspiracy theories. No, not Gervais. Uh, no conspiracy. Um, it'll come back to me. It'll come back yeah. to me. Um, was uh, and he, he kind of did this kind of like roast intro talking about Amy Winehouse and like Wait, hey, Russell Brand. That's it. Yes, and talking about like how like her name was was like uh, oh. a, a description of her liver. Yeah, yeah. He's horrible. What Russell Brand? Yeah. You yeah. don't like Russell Brand? Nobody does. I love Russell. Oh, I don't know. I'm so unpopular today. Okay. <laughs> but like, and, and so anyway, like, I remember we were all there and we all kind of like laughed along. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And then like a few years later, I saw the Amy documentary and it's like, and people were saying horrible things about Amy Winehouse. And I saw that clip, which I sort of laughed along about. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. You know, like, and, and, yeah. and I, my reaction to it wasn't, wasn't. Okay, Nine. when they do that in yeah, sorry. No, no, go on. That, that, that's it. Because that. now that you have all these documentaries, like or like what, the Pam and Tom, when when all of a sudden you see Jay Leno's jokes uh, edited next to a scene mm -hmm. of the actress playing Pamela Anderson, like being in the worst, then it's like, oh, you know, it's like comedians, the worst people ever. But you know, the, first of all, the roasting culture, they even do that in corporations where they'll they'll get the CEO and they'll have a little roast whenever they have a company retreat. It's kind of like a healthy thing of laugh at the emperor just for an hour, but. It's a it's kind of humor that's very specific and nobody, uh, nobody, not everybody is able to do it in a, in a good way. Like it's, I don't know, it feels like it's for everybody. Like, oh, now all comedians have to do this type of humor. And, mm. and if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. You have other ways to, to be funny and stuff. And, and if you're not the best at making jokes about other people land in a non-offensive way, even though it's possible then don't do that and do another stuff that you're good at. It's kind of accepted. That it, this is the thing. The, the, the context of all this is, look, if you're rich and successful and stuff and every other, everyone else miserable and stuff, let them have a chance to throw a tomato at your face, right? The, the, this, is the, this was the kind of mentality. But speaking of Russell Brand, there was one time, one of my favorite uh, improvised moment, awkward moments at an award ceremony. This happened at the Enemy Awards years ago when Beb Gold, Bob Geldof called him a cunt. Sorry for mm -hmm. the C word. I, I was there. You were there? Yeah, I was there, yeah. So, right, you remember, after he called him a cunt after Brand called him Bobby Gandalf, right? He came like, oh, Bobby Gandalf, you know, whatever. So, 
when when G- Geldof accepted like some kind of award for his goodwill, you know, all the things he does with Live Aid and stuff, uh, Brand later responded with, I'm not surprised Geldof's such an expert on famine. He's been dining out of I Don't Like Mondays for the past 20 years, <laughs> which was a hell of a comeback, even though it was scripted. And his script, right, he said, I can't use that. I can't use that. He's getting an award for like doing things to stop famine, you know. But after he called him a cunt, he's like, well, now you're going to get it. And the other one was he received an, a, an, an invented award, like uh, the GQ Awards a while ago for the, an Oracle Award. And he started riffing about like he's just started improvising as in, in his acceptance speech. He's like, Hugo Boss was the sponsor of the award. Okay. And, oh, yeah, I know and he started talking about, oh, well, it's funny we're here because Hugo Boss used to make uniforms for the Nazis, you know, and it's like, you can say a lot of bad things about the Nazis, but they were, they looked terribly good and stuff. And, and apparently Dylan Jones, the editor of GQ afterwards, he was obviously furious. Hugo Boss was like, how you, could you let this happen? And they went up to Russell Brand. He's like, what you said about Hugo Boss was very, uh, was very nasty. And he's like, well, I think what the Nazis did to the Jews was very nasty. <laughs> so it's like, you know, Russell Brand, he's a comedian. You know, he did it. And if you look at the video on, on YouTube, he's, he, you know, that's what he does. He makes people laugh and he takes it to the edge a but little the, bit. Uh, the problem is... I, I kind of know what you, it's, it's good if you get like this like really big like sort of figure. It's like when they do a presidential roast, okay, and like, like they kind of do it about mm-hmm. the president of the United States. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like okay, you've got immense, vast amounts of power. But like, imagine like you're the sound technician on a film, right? And it was a big flop. Yeah. Okay. And then like someone comes out of the Oscars and goes, "Well, hey, about, about that film that no one saw." It's like, oh, it's a bit harsh. It's kind of a bit pun- like it's kind of. You want to punch up, and that's sort of mm. punching down. No one ever talks about the sound mixers and the sound technicians. No, no, but you know, like you spent years on this film, and maybe you're really proud of it, and maybe for whatever reason it didn't turn out right. And then you got someone, you know, some big like Hollywood comedian, like for a, a laugh. I, it's difficult because I, I, I'm not totally against it, but I just think this whole tradition has maybe got a bit out of hand. It's got yeah, a bit of... I think to them it's like an easy laugh. Like you know, they will laugh because. We're making fun of people, and and now uh, I don't know. But isn't it usually the best part of an award ceremony? The opening, cer- the opening monologue. I don't know. I'm I'm Team Ricky Gervais. I mean, when he starts roasting Johnny Depp's and Sean Penn's and all these, all these guys, come on, and all these. Okay, to take to make fun of someone's medical condition. That's that's maybe a no no, but it wasn't really the worst. It wasn't the taste, the most tasteless Chris Rock has ever been. Yeah, and I that's think, the part. Like, and because he has a history with Jada Pinkett, where they worked together on Matt, they were both vo- vocal actors on Madagascar. You know, they've worked together, they've been together many. So I guess there's confianza, like to sort of, and even though it's a touchy subject for her, she Jada, openly talked about it. I know how it's bad for her. For and, her. Okay, and self esteem and and all. I'm all for that. But first of all, Jada Pinkett, you are still one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. I'm gonna say it. She is still. She still looks radiant as hell, and that sh- and her shaved head looks fantastic on her. And it makes other people who who have that condition and stuff say, "Hey, it's okay to, you know, there's nothing wrong with it." But I don't know. It's like okay, it's. I I don't. You know, Chris Rock has said worse, more incendiary things. But, I think not that incendiary. That doesn't make it better. Like it's, not better. Maybe it's, it's it's Chris Rock is not a good comedian. What? That's the conclusion. He he. Okay, I can't. That's a different argument. But usually Chris Rock's thing, like what he's good at, is roasting people in a way that even the people being roasted laugh. That has always been... Whereas other people might not do it right, but 
Chris Rock's speciality as a comedian when he gets brought into award shows is he always manages to take a, the, a dig in a way that's like, ah, yeah, you give me a little slap there, motherfucker, but I'll let you go. Because he's so, he's a funny motherfucker. Or he used to be a funny, well, he, I think he's still a funny motherfucker. Because he's got that voice. I don't know, he's got this range. Other people do it and it's like, uh, like everyone said, oh, what would have happened if Ricky Gervais would have done it? Or if um, Seth... Brogen. No, uh, Family Guy, Seth. Not Myers, McFarland. Thank you, Andre three thousand on the on the on the decks. Uh, Seth McFarland. You know, it, he it would have been a different thing. I don't know, but Chris Rock always gets away with it because he's always invited to the barbecues anyway. I don't know. Are you familiar with simulation theory? No. Please enlighten. It's, it's basically the theory that we're all living in a simulation. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, okay, that, you yeah. know, uh, technology in the future has got so good that they can basically, you know, recreate whole civilizations, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. i got to say, this Will Smith slap or non-slap or whatever it was just made me think, like, this might be the moment that, that we I've realized I'm, I'm living in a in simulation because yeah. it's just like, this is too strange. It's yeah. really, you know... Uh -huh. It's but, like a glitch in the simulation. Yeah. They, they put an automatic control and they forgot about, oh, damn it, now... Will Smith is slapping Chris Rock. Oh my God! I forgot oh, to oh, control the simulation. Well, they were just like, no one's gonna believe this. Like, no, <laughs> I know, I know. It's like almost like, wow, they took it a step farther. But for another thing, let's not feel sorry for any of the people involved. Chris Rock right. just uh, Chris Rock is in the I, middle of a world tour called the Ego Death Tour. It is just sold out. Like all, he, he's gonna have to prolong his tour. Uh, the fact that he hasn't sued one of the richest most successful actors in Hollywood because Jim Carrey said I would have sued him the next morning for 500 million you know it was it's on tape like you don't need any proof there's no judge or anyone who's gonna like oh yeah maybe there's something here that no 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 like Chris Rock could sue the shit out of the Smiths and he hasn't uh, so that also made me think well maybe there was they were in cahoots and stuff but anyway Chris Rock is gonna do a sellout tour and I think there's a f when Chris Rock gets slapped I was Amazed at how he kept his cool. Like I've hosted award shows, smaller ones, not the Oscars, <laughs> but you know. Uh, Next year. But the dream of when when you're a MC and stuff, the dream is of an an unexpected moment happening, and you being able to turn it into a situation where you either make the entire room laugh or get through it with panache and stuff. And I think Chris Rock did an admirable job of keeping cool, of like, wow, okay. And uh, it reminded me of one of the other greatest moments to happen in the Oscars in 1974. Let's listen to the great David Niven, who was rudely interrupted by a naked streaker who uh, crashed the stage. Listen to this. If one reads the newspapers or listens to the news, it is quite obvious that the whole world is having a nervous breakdown. In the motion picture industry, we do not, thank God, contribute to the shambles by manufacturing tanks, flamethrowers or rockets. We do something to try and help keep people sane. We turn out entertainment. The award for the best picture is never lightly given. And now to divulge the contents of this year's most important envelope is a very important contributor to world entertainment. And someone quite likely this is the moment where the streaker crosses the stage a naked streaker a man with a mustache and nothing else and david niven is caught off guard and he's like <laughs> waiting for the, the 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 laughter and the shrieks to die down
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that, um, that was almost bound to happen. <laughs> but isn't it fascinating that... <laughs> fascinating to think that, that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. That was the, the late, great David Niven. I mean, to, the, I, I dream of having that spontaneity, right? So to see Chris Rock holding his ground and stuff is like for a moment I thought, you know what? This motherfucker knows that tomorrow morning, Monday morning, Chris Rock could go to any of the most important offices of the streaming platforms and there's going to be the fattest check a comedian has ever had waving in front of their eyes saying net, uh, new comedy special talking about this. Chris Rock is going to make so much money from this incident. So it's like he's winning. If King Richard's ratings go up, Will Smith's production goes up and uh, and, and 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 everyone's like on Jada's side. Like, look, she's the she's kind of like, why does my husband have to go and speak up for me in this roadway? I don't know. Mara, what's your take? I, yeah, I think that the one that we should be talking about or stuff it is Jada and 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 not the the two men but at the same time the two men decided to be on the spotlight about someone else's yeah. business mm -hmm. so uh, I, okay anyway yeah. i think that uh, <laughs> that rounds it up mm -hmm. everyone's going to make money except us but never mind <laughs> we still have wonderful things to talk about to keep us excited what happened afterwards finally the important part. We can talk about the important <laughs> things. I've left a little crumb. Yeah, the look, the looks, the looks that the celebrities pulled out, and everything we wanted um, to to see because that's the only reason people watch the Oscars or people talk about the Oscars to see what they will be wearing. And this year has been, to me at least, the final proof of a theory I've had for a while, and it is that celebrities put a lot more effort in the after part, the Vanity Fair after party looks than the actual red carpet. Because if you see both, there's no comparison. Like the fashion is in the Vanity Fair after party, like hands down, like that. That's what everything happens. And so, since it's the, the relevant part, I'm just going to talk about the, the Vanity Fair after party because <laughs> nobody cares. Hang on, how many? Are, usually, there's like three major ones. No, there's the Vanity Fair. There's the Elton John party. He always hosts an, an, yeah, a post Oscars. Yeah, I think there's a couple, but and uh, so okay, so Vanity Fair is the, the one. The actual one if, where they go with the Oscars yeah. and stuff is the Vanity Fair one. If uh -huh. you get invited to the other ones, good for you, but you can do better. You can do Vanity Fair <laughs> next year. <laughs> um, and the thing this year, I have a brief um, highlight of what went down or what is um, relevant about the after party. And first of all, um, one of my favorite things um, happened. Well, not happened, but went on um i said there were a lot of nipo babies invited yeah. and as you know unfortunately unfortunately for meritocracy i love nepotism mm. yes <laughs> and I, there's nothing that fits my curiosity more than seeing what the babies of celebrities now that they're all grown up look like because i, I just want to see how, what they look like and if they're just as handsome and beautiful as their parents and mm. most of them are um my favorite of the night, well, I don't know if it was my favorite, but one of my favorites was Eve Jobs, who I first, um, it first, um, her picture first caught my eye because she was wearing a stunning, like, lilac, um, be not velvet, um, silk dress. And I was like, oh, who is that girl? I, I love how this dress looks like vintage and stuff. Mm. And I read 
Steve Jobs. And I was like, that's um, Steve? Steve Jobs' Hang on, daughter. the one that he wouldn't recognize for years? The, 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 his kind, not, remember that, that whole thing? That I love Steve that. Jo- I didn't know. You didn't know? Come no. on, that was like the, the basis of the movie that they made with Kate Winslet and Michael Fassbinder. Fassbinder. Uh, where he had a do- that, This must be her, of course. I, I, I hope she is, because he, that's a double nepotism baby yeah, thing. Like, uh, a nepo like, baby that's not recognized, but now it's at the vanity for after party. Yeah, love yeah. that. And he did recognize wearing, her in the end. He did. Uh, he did. But uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, what do you call it when it's a? It was born out of. It was a. Never born mind. out of wedlock. I know yeah. the word you're trying to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I think I know the word you're trying to avoid. <laughs> I like. Like. Yeah. She's a I, bastard. I know it too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but a beautiful sorry, one. Sorry. Sorry. A beautiful. A bastard. beautiful one and bastard. with an excellent fashion taste. Also, who also was there and also is like an excellent fashion queen is Lourdes Leon, my favorite Nipo baby. Um, and, and she also looks stunning, as all of them did. Um, also, Iris Apatow, who I, I am already calling it now. She's going to be a major it girl. Um, she's um, the youngest daughter. daughter of Judge. The oldest is Maud Apatow, who is in, in Euphoria. Who's so in she, Euphoria, yeah. yeah. Um, but Iris hasn't done much yet, apart of and, and, being... And the daughters of Leslie Mann. Yeah. Because uh, we always say the daughters of Jabba Apatow, but Leslie Mann, who is Jabba Apatow's wife, yeah, mother of more than Iris. Yeah, she looks a lot Iris. like... Well, she looks more... Fantastic comedic actress. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, also, um, yeah, she's going to wow. be a, a major aid girl. She's best friend with Olivia Rodrigo. She has an excellent fashion taste. I just can't wait to see more of her. And she made like her Vanity Fair debut um, this year. Natalia Bryan was also there too. Who I'm Willow guessing. Smith. Willow Smith looks... Yeah, wi- yeah Willow and, and Jaden and the other one who is also yeah. like that, oh, the yeah. random one. That, that's, that, that's one last thing I just want to say. It's like, I will not be truly happy in my heart until I see the, re- the, re- the, the amicable photo of the Smiths uh, with Chris Rock having barbecue at the Smith's residence or the re- the Rock residence or at the Eddie Murphy house because that I, happens. I bet they will do that. It will happen. Like, it like a to. red table or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. They're they, going they to milk that for... For, for the community you. and and uh, but uh, as I was gonna say, I want everyone in the photo, even the the Smith son, the, the, the bastard the son, one. the bastard yeah. son, the one that was from his previous yeah. marriage and, or or What's previous wa- bastard son. No, it's not. Yeah, oh my God, he, the poor you can really tell he doesn't love him as much as the oh, other. No, two. no, no, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Of I course said he does. What I said. He doesn't. He, he doesn't feel the need to have to have a recording contract, <laughs> a film career, and stuff. He's like, look, I'm just cool being the 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 eldest of the Smith kids keeping out of the limelight as much as Jaden and, and stuff. But I have to say, Willow is is a very... Int- she's a, I want my daughter to f- be a fan of Willow. Yeah, she's that. amazing. Yeah. I'm here for you, Trey Smith. I'm here for you. Trey Smith. <laughs> I Trey Trey Smith. Smith. Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Trey Smith. I, I'm going <laughs> to... I didn't even know you know. your name, but now <laughs> that we do, we're fans. Justice for Trey. <laughs> um... Well, um, apart from Nipo Babies um, looking amazing, Kristen Stewart looked amazing, proving my point that after looking horrible at the red carpet, you can look amazing at the Vanity Fair after party. Let's see. Um, Is Sophie, that where she wore the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. And then she wore an amazing dress at the Vanity Fair after party. I'm not against suits. I'm against that specific look. Um, Sophie Turner 
pregnant again, also looked amazing. The entire cast of Euphoria, um, were there just no, no, being no, the hang most... Hang on, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Kristen Smith, what, what did she wear? Stuart. To, Stuart. Stuart <laughs> Smith. Stu, Kristen Smith, where, where did she wear the shorts? The red carpet. Ah, so, oh. She was, if she got like... Um, and you don't like the shorts with the that, tux look? a horrible, horrendous look. Oh, really? She's amazing. I, I love her. I thought that was like the, like the most accepted look for because it's like it's kind of you're not being too girly you're kind of like by wearing shorts you i don't know it gave 2010 oh, okay it, 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 all right interesting interesting but she didn't wear stockings which i thought was always like a yes yes in stylist's world like <laughs> girl show thing? your like pale white skin show the veins you know that's the coolest gnarly look like with high heels and and really red lipstick that's what I've always <laughs> accepted. Like one of those things that like the little black, like the little clutch or the little black jacket. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The little black dress? Like those things that are always timeless. Sorry, never mind. She looked bad. But at the Vanity <laughs> Fair after party, she looked amazing. Mm. And the best look of the night of everyone, of every human ever born in this earth was Hunter Schaefer. She looked amazing. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to mention Zendaya, who always looks amazing. So just I like know. Beyonce, we don't credit her for looking amazing because she always does. Yeah. And speaking of Hunter, she made the red carpet debut with her boyfriend, Dominic Fike. So now they're official, official. And that's... Dominic um, Fike, who's this singer who appears in, in season Euphoria, two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and fun fact, drama alert, Diana Silvers was there, who was, who is the ex of of Dominic and who used to be very close to Hunter. So I don't know how that played out. So Fluid. but I, I would really like to like know. Jada Pinkett Smith, open relationships, fluidity, entanglement. We I still don't have that know. Out, it doesn't we? really look like that. I've got bad news about Trey, by the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at he's a rapper, um, and his music is uh, he's an actor as well. His his music's on Spotify. Um so I was just looking this up while you were talking, sorry, like how many monthly <laughs> listens he's got. And um I read it, I was like, oh, he's got 75 million monthly listens, going good. And then, sadly, it's actually 75. Just 75 yeah. listens, no zero after no, a comma. I don't feel good. Uh, oh, Trey, you really are the least look, favorite. Look, speaking of the... <laughs> 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 if we look, it, some people just have you know. Not everyone can be um, Tony Hawk, but um, <laughs> uh, I was actually listening to the late the last album Jaden put out the 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 mixtape. It is very good. Jayden it's is not good. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's Jayden. actually and even his, I rate him as a rapper. I rate yeah, Jaden yeah. as a rapper. I think he's got a nice flow. He's got a nice voice, and I think Willow Smith is trying a little bit too hard to be too interesting, like it's super woke <laughs> and stuff. But her heart is in the right place, like. Whereas her mother's band, Wicked Wisdom, Jada Pinkett's new metal, gothy kind of evanescence ripoff band, <sighs> which Willow Smith uh, re reunited for Mother's Day to, to give yeah, her mother a surprise. That was a nice thing for her mother, even though no one was asking for a, for a Wicked Wisdom reunion. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all said, uh, Wicked Wisdom could have been a Skunk and Nancy support band. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, like. no, no judgment. No, because Just, who was more iconic in the '90s uh, than Skin from? Very no one, no one from right, Skunk right. and Nancy. Like Skin was an incredible icon feminine icon and stuff and she rocked the shaved head and i'm just you know just for everyone's like everyone's thinking that it's a bad it's i don't know ah, never mind hardin hardin get me out of the garden continue mar looks the looks well, of the vanity fair yeah no i'm just saved the best the best of the best uh, not of the vanity fair after party of 
everything that happened that night. Will Smith dancing to his own songs. <laughs> better than that. Um, for last, um, as always. And it is my favorite person ever, or at least for these few weeks, meme queen, post-ironic hero, Julia Fox. Oh, Julia Went Fox. to the Vanity Fair after party, I attended know. and made it what it needed to be, an iconic moment. And, and oh, I, I, she it's never hair. disappoints. She, 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 I don't know. She always surprises me with the most random thing. Uh, like, I already know she's like the most unhinged, um, weird celebrity we have now, but still she makes it better every time she's on camera. And she went with, like, she went stoned to a level she, she probably was about to die. Um, and yeah. her eyes were like bloodshot red. Yeah. Like, and and it, it made her look quite scary, especially paired with the, the dress that was choking her, which made, <laughs> made it look real because the eyes were uh, very I, I love red. That, that, who's this hand, choke, hand choker that you have? It's designed by Hans. Uh, I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know his name. He's German. He's, He's actually German. Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Julia Fox. She's, she represents, please, Hollywood, m- remake Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with Julia Fox and Rebel Wilson or Kirsten Stewart um, Kirsten Wig or some great comedian who's good at doing that kind of comedy I mean she is the best yeah she just needs a camera all time in her and just I recording know. whatever she does she, uh, apart from that she gave the most unhinged interviews and they were asking her stuff and, and she has this voice like I think it's her stoned voice or, or she always does like that but at some point there's a like a viral sound now that almost as viral as, as when she said like um like uncut jams and, and <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh, I yeah, mean. Oh yeah she loves to remind yeah, people and, that she and she and she said like I mean it looked like it and, and it just <laughs> went on for a long time. Like it's the like vocal a- fry and everything she, she She's it, just the best. It's like a kind of speech pattern yeah. where they end their vocals. Yeah. Uh, is that real hair? Yeah. Hair I hair. mean, I, mean yeah. I think it is. <laughs> like it she's super like convinced. It. It's human hair. Yes, it's human hair. Well, I think it is. I love her. And and she embodied perfectly her best <laughs> goblin oh. mode, which is the best phrase I've ever heard in this 2022. Goblin um, mode. Goblin mode, which exists thanks to her. Because... Um, Someone on Twitter last February um, tweeted like a screenshot of us if it was like a media outlet that the published an article and it said Julia Fox up and up about her difficult relationship with Kanye and quote unquote as if she said that he didn't like when I went goblin mode <laughs> and people ate it up and people thought it was real and it got like a thousand a hundred thousand retweets and other uh, media outlets picked up this tweet as if it was real and made articles about it and it got so big and people were using the phrase goblin mode so much she had to go on 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 instagram and make a few stories like i never actually said that i never actually used that phrase but now it's stuck to her like goblin mode and what do you think goblin mode is that um her her look in uh, in the Vanity Fair after party was goblin mode. Okay. Her attitude was goblin mode. She yeah, was going yeah. goblin mode. She was totally <laughs> going Because would it be mode. kind of, go- would Gollum be a reference like of that kind of goblin-y kind of... <laughs> yeah, like an hint. You cannot predict um, goblin mode, Julia Fox. And the Oscars themselves, like the slap was kind of goblin mode. Yeah. It was a bit goblin, uh, goblin mode of, of, of Will Smith to go up and slap I- that... 
Burton. I've got some examples of goblin mode, according to The Guardian. Um, uh, pouring the end of the bag, uh, the end of a bag of chips into your mouth. Yeah. Um, leaving the house in your pajamas and socks only to get a single Diet Coke from the bodega. Okay. Uh, spending the day in bed watching Night Day Fiance on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media. I'm a goblin. And going stoned to the Vanity Fair after party. Okay. And giving weird interviews. Okay, so goblin mode is the thing to any 22. I mean, <laughs> wars Let's are happening. It. There's nothing yeah. we can do about nothing. It's like we're just Muppets. Let's just be goblins rather than Muppets. <laughs> There Smoke you go. weed every day. Thank you, Julia Fox, always and forever. <laughs> um, it's tw- it's two minutes past twelve, and I think we're overstepping heavy rotations uh, live broadcast hour. Even though we started nine minutes late, uh, I, shall we wrap up? I think we're going to have to, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to have to wrap up. Uh, but then we shall save all we had to say about Top Boy, uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye, the winning time, all that for next week's episode. Um, they can't wait they can't wait and uh, I actually recommend getting slapped from time to time <laughs> I got, I've only been slapped twice in my life my parents didn't slap me ever uh, just on the you know on the bum like that was an area slap two slaps in my face by the same classmate and I you know it put me in check you know it's like I wish I got slapped more often maybe I'd be a bit less goblin my kids have occasionally slapped me <gasps> Yeah, uh, well, no, they think it's kind of funny, but they go a bit too hard. It's not just, yeah. I, I don't recommend it. No, no, not from your kids, because then they overstep the barrier. But, you know, from time to time, a good slap, it, it awakens you up and it's like, you know what, maybe I deserve that. And you, <laughs> you rethink your existence and your life. I don't know about that statement, but let's go with it. And obviously, obviously, <laughs> never be the slapper. Always receive the slap. Receive if... Or say no to violence. And s- maybe Say no to also violence. Exactly. Okay. We do not condone violence. So no to violence, yes to Beyonce. And yes to King Richard, who does not... Bye-bye. <laughs> yes to Beyonce. Bye-bye. Look how we've been fighting to stay alive. So when we win, we will have cried. Do you know how much we have cried? How hard we had to fight.
Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Kukra. <tose> 